Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Aliens are about to rock your world, you guys. Now, I don't know if you were as obsessed with this show back in the day as I was, but I love space. I love aliens. And Tuesdays at 9, 8 Central, the incredible new series Roswell, New Mexico, continues on the CW. Now, Roswell, if you don't remember, is the town famous for the UFO landing of 1947 that sets the perfect stage for this out-of-the-world Drama, love, murder, and mystery. We have Max and his alien sibling, Isabel, and Michael, who all have sworn to take their secret of what they are to the grave. It's the CW. So, of course, these are some sexy-looking extraterrestrials. When Liz and Max reunite, and we're talking about Liz Ortega, who is the beautiful, badass scientist who returns home to Roswell after 10 years. But when they reunite, you guys, the sparks fly. Literally, just wait until you see why. Watching their story play out will be everything. So, catch the all-new series Roswell, New Mexico, Tuesdays at 9, 8 Central, only on the CW or anytime on the free CW app. Vanderpump Rules to Vegas and everywhere in between, it's time to party with Sheena Shea. This is Shenanigans. And now, here's your host, Sheena Shea. What's up, you guys? So today, the shenanigans we're getting into is all about fertility. We're going to talk about my freezing egg process. I have Gretchen Rossi here co-hosting with me. I just want to say congratulations. Thank you. Yay. You got a baby bun in the oven. <laughs> I do. Four yes. months. Four months. So exciting. Thank you. And thank you for driving all the way from yes. OC to be here. Yes. And we also have my amazing doctor, Dr. Gadir here. Hi. Hello. Thank you for being here as well. I know you have plenty of patients other than me, but there have been just so many questions coming in on social media about the whole freezing egg process, and I figured I can answer them from my own experience, but to have someone like Gretchen, who has been through way more of this than me, and you, who obviously does this for a living, answer them would be much better. But we're happy to be here. Awesome. And also, Slade is, he's chilling. He's doing our social media I'm like the voice in the background. (laughs) (laughs) And I'd like it to be known that my wife is pregnant, and I had nothing to do with it. Yes, but Gretchen is at the same place as me, Southern California Reproductive Centers, who have been absolutely amazing. The best ever. Yeah. Yes, 100%. Like, if you guys are questioning where to go, you need to call them because they're amazing. Yeah, and if you watch Shaws of Sunset, for my Bravo fans, you've definitely seen Dr. Gadir with MJ. Mm-hmm. So, and she's pregnant right now, too. Yes, so. that's she right. is. That's Clearly, right. that's the place to go because everybody's getting pregnant. Right? <laughs> Except me. Mine are going on ice. Yes. <laughs> Don't want to get pregnant anytime soon, which is why I am doing this now. And I have been saying this for the past couple weeks. I'm a huge advocate for this now. I think everyone is going to react differently to the hormones, to the shots. Some people have a fear of needles. But for me, this has literally been such an easy, painless process 
that I really want to do it again because I mean even if but like even if we were to get pleasing hobby you know I just I think you I love this I've said this in a few interviews already you said you know eggs are like money you can never have too much or too many it's very true so because this I finished um, I think it was today day 11 I finished my shots today I have my trigger shot tonight and the trigger shot is what you get 36 hours before the actual retrieval so I have that being done at 10 p.m. tonight and then Saturday morning at 10 a.m., the eggs will come out. And I just think that because this has been so easy for me personally, I do want to do this again because I want to get just as many eggs as possible so I have that many options when it does come time to fertilize them. Well, I think it's awesome that you're doing that. I'm super proud of you for Thank taking you. that step. I know that I've I've been an advocate as of it as well and I was talking to you about it because I think um, the struggle for me being 41 years of age finally pregnant was I wish somebody had told me when I was in my 30s and early Mm -hmm. 30s like you should freeze your eggs because I did not realize how hard it is um, the older you get and you know I think Hollywood always glamorizes the fact that like oh you can have babies way into your 40s and you're gonna be fine and there's technology and all this stuff but right. they forget to tell you and are they're not being honest with you that they're using donor eggs or these things that are happening so I think it's so great that you have a voice about this that you are being proactive I really call it like an insurance policy <laughs> that's what I keep saying I'm like this is like my just in case because yes. I'm not a person who 100% needs a kid to have my life be complete right if i you know do get remarried or even i don't have to get remarried right. I'm, I'm not all about like right. doing the right steps or whatever right but you know if the right person does come along and they want kids and you know i would be all about it but on and, my own but by the way that's what i was gonna say like even you might not you might change your mind because i have a lot of friends that literally never found the right person and at 45 years of age was like you know what i haven't been able to find the right person and i want to have a kid and they decided to go that path too but the point is is that whatever that decision yeah. is at least you have that insurance exactly policy. and that's the thing it's just like a you know yep. just in case yep. and i've never wanted to be a single mom i've said like i would rather you know travel the world right. but also i am 33 i don't know how i'm gonna feel when 100%, i'm 43 100%. and that is so smart yeah yeah because you don't know how many people i have that come into the office yep. When they're like 40 and like, I never thought I wanted a kid. Yeah. And something just changed totally. inside of me. Yeah. Or, it, you know, just completely the opposite. I never thought I would do it alone, but I don't even care anymore. Yep. I want to do it alone. Yeah. So just that, this covering all of your bases, you're being so incredibly smart. Yeah. Thank you. And also, I think by freezing my eggs, it's like you never know what's going to happen to you, your body. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, what if five years from now I'm ready for a kid and I can't carry it? Yeah. Then, you know, I've already had my biological eggs eggs put on ice I could get a surrogate if I had to I mean I think if I do end up having kids you know I would want to at least carry one on my own and have that whole experience but if for some reason I'm not able to then I have options and I'm not getting any younger I've literally this has been on my mind for two and a half years it was like before Shay and I got divorced I went and actually met with your doctor Dr. Suri over there and I thought about it, but it, there was just something that the timing didn't seem right. right. And thankfully, because I would have frozen embryos. Right. I wouldn't have frozen right. eggs. It's and so true. we've seen with Sophia Vergara how that's working out. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I didn't. But ever since then, it's been something on the back of my mind. And I just figured that, you know, there's never going to be like a good time to be like, okay, I'm going to give up everything, make a lifestyle change and just do it. But it's like in L.A., there's something going on every night. There's never going to be like a perfect time. There's and not. I've been so busy the past year that finally in November, my schedule calmed down for the first time in almost a year. I had Vegas. Then I traveled a little bit. Then we had season seven. Then I traveled. And then it was like, OK, this is the time I have a lot of free time. It was the holidays. Everyone's like, why would you do it around the holidays? You can't drink. I'm like, first of all, I don't need to drink. Right. But then it's like, okay, well, then it's February. And then, you know, then it's St. Patrick's Day. Or then it's Coachella. Or then it's always a, there's always excuse. something. There always so is. I'm like, I thought the holidays was a great time because I'm around a great support group of friends and family. There's Christmas lights everywhere. And it was just like, it's such a happy time. I yeah. love Christmas. So yeah. Actually, probably was a really good time. Yeah. I yeah. thought it was perfect. And it's winter. So, you know, if you do blow... 
I thought that was a good time to wear the baggy See, clothes. See, you're so smart. We got a smarty but. pants over here. <laughs> See, I'm pregnant right now, and I got to wear all these baggy clothes at the beginning before we announced so it was good. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so how far along are you now? So I am technically 14 weeks as of Tuesday, mm-hmm. so I'm into my second trimester finally. Yay. Um, and I'm finally starting to feel like a human again. <laughs> um, I got to tell you, this has been a lot harder than I ever imagined. I was just like, oh, yeah, you know, they, they lie to you when they tell you it's morning sickness. It's all day sickness. Yeah. I mean, it's bad. So And the um, mood swings. And the mood swings. We see Dr. Kadir and... at the office, and he's like, hi, how are you? She's, why do you ask? <laughs> <laughs> What's it to you, buddy? <laughs> well, I'm a doctor. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's so all worth it. It, You know what? It's so all worth it. I mean, you know, every, as Sheena was saying, every person is different. You know, I, I – it's not nearly as hard as you think it's going to be as far as the shots and everything mm-hmm. like you're saying. However, there, it is, it's not easy. It's an arduous process and you have to really, you know, have a good mindset going into it and you have to be prepared for it. But, you know, at the end of the day, I'm so grateful that there's this kind of technology here, um, especially with people like um, the doctor over here and the SCRC. I mean, when you have a good facility, it makes all the difference in the world. And correct me if I'm wrong, doctor, the thing that I love about what Sheen is saying is there's never a good time. But there really is, it is important to talk about time. And I think that's something that we should talk about because being that you're 33 years of age, Mm -hmm. um, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think that um, statistics say that age at age 34 that you start to lose half of your eggs at starting at age 34 and then another half at age 39 is what I've always heard. So it's a continuous progression of loss of eggs and the saddest thing is that most people don't know but when you are in utero inside of your mom's uterus like in a couple of weeks if you're having a girl yeah. she's going to have the maximum amount of eggs she's ever going to have I just read that. Which is 20 million eggs. That's insane. I just like read that, that is no, no, no. insane. No I'll tell you what's insane. By the day she's born, it goes from 20 million down to 2 million. Oh, come on. And by the time you get your first period around the age of 13, yeah. it's down to about 430,000. Oh, my God. And people don't realize something super important. When you release that one egg every month, the ovulation, mm-hmm. there's about 1,000 eggs that die off in that process. Oh, my gosh. I did not know that. And as you get that. older and your body has to try a little harder to release an egg, uh-huh. it gets a little more and more and more every month. So that's why by the time you're about... 51, which is the average age of menopause in our country, people have no more eggs left. But the process of the decline of eggs usually starts around 27, 28 years of age. Oh, so it's even sooner than that. It's well, sooner, but it's ovarian reserve is different too, though, right? Like that's, every person. That is. Thank you very much, and I'm really glad you're sitting you're there. Welcome, you're welcome, Doctor. <laughs> that tutorial course I did has been helping. Yeah. Um, so every single woman is different. I have had 32 year olds that came into my office and had no eggs left and had to use an egg donor. Wow. And I have had 46-year-olds get pregnant with their own egg. Wow. So it is a huge, huge range of people. Um, so that's why I've, I had to think and I had to decide. My really persistent age that I tell people that if you do not have a ring on your finger and don't have a plan of having a baby really soon, mm-hmm. and if you don't have a ring and you're solo and you want to do it, which is a lot of my patients. Oh, totally. But 30 is my number. Mm-hmm. So I've kind of made this number myself because I realize when women are in their 20s, no one no can be yet. convinced to do this. No. It's, it's my only hard. patients in their 20s that were convinced to do this were my patients that for some reason or another had emergency surgery and had an ovary removed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're yeah. like, uh, and their doctor told them it could happen again with yeah. your other ovary. So those are people that we have had come in during their 20s, probably under 10 people in the last year. But so I, also, I have a question though. But I also think it's because unfortunately a lot of people are uneducated about what we just talked about. Completely. Yeah. So people smart people in LA, mm-hmm. they do not even understand what's going on. No. And they have, they're clueless on this topic because it was shushed for so long yep. and no one talked about it. And if you were doing it, you wouldn't tell a living soul yep. that you were doing it. Right. But thank God that that's changed. Yeah. I mean, this is something that I've seen in the last 15 years that I've been involved in the fertility world, that it's completely changed. And thank God, there are still people that are very private. There's still some cultures that are really, you know, look upon it not so well, but for the most part, people are talking about it, getting the word out. I love, I love what you two ladies are doing and talking about it to the world. My wife and I had to do IVF oh, wow. when she was 25 years old. Oh, wow. And we have beautiful twins that are seven years old mm-hmm. right now um, as a result of it. And so many people have talked to us about it. And we were so open about it, especially my wife, whenever she would go somewhere. People would put, pull her aside all the time asking her questions. And I think just having that reassurance from people. Yeah. The thing I hate about Hollywood 
is that they make someone who's 50 years old who's just gotten pregnant and delivered mm-hmm. just this glamorous little thing that 100%. happens. And no one, like you said, it's not that they're necessarily lying, but no one is answering the question because mm-hmm. people out there don't know. That is not your egg. Mm-hmm. Yep. Unless you froze your eggs a long time ago yeah. and you did that and were very smart, that is just not available. It right. just no one at the age of 50 with IVF can get pregnant. Right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. I was going to ask the question. With their own egg. With their own egg. So correct me if I'm wrong. I thought we heard something um, when we were at SCRC about a particular test that can be done that helps determine current ovarian reserves. So it would give someone some sort of a marker or gauge as to where they were. So that is an excellent question. Number two. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Dr. Smiley. (laughs) No, thank you, doctor. so there is a test called AMH, the, AMH. Anti, the anti-malarian mm-hmm. hormone. It's the hormone that's released from every little egg in the ovary. So when we do this blood test, if the blood test level is high, your ovary is, has a lot of eggs, and the eggs are releasing a lot of AMH that's floating around in your blood. If the AMH level is low, like com- mine, completely the opposite, if your level is low, um, you're going to have fewer eggs. Now, some people can have lower egg reserves, especially we find in our younger population, but they can still respond to the medications well. So right. when we give you these medications, even though the reserves, you know, you still have thousands of eggs, mm-hmm. but instead instead of like a 40-year-old woman who has a low AMH, she may make like five eggs. If a younger woman has that same AMH, she may be more responsive to the medications and the ovary will wake up and try to make those eggs. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, so that's one thing that um, I've been talking about on social media was my AMH levels were extremely low oh, really? for my age. I think you said at my age they should be between 1.4 and 4.2. Correct. And I was at 0.28. Oh, wow. So I was like, am I infertile? Like, that just yeah. sounds like almost non-existent. Yeah. So we had to put me on even extra supplements and vitamins and all of that just because my fertility levels were so low. Interesting. Now, is that something that could be caused from being on birth control for the last 20 years, from smoking too much weed. (laughs) 20 years? Were you having sex when you were seven? No, but I got on, no, I'm 33. So I got on birth control right after my first period because I had it for over a month and there was nothing that could regulate it. They tried everything and then finally they're like, we're going to have to put her on birth control. That was like the only thing that could help me. It was awful. So no, I was not having sex then. (laughs) I'm like, Gretchen, I have a visual now. <laughs> I need a wet nappy. It's just bad. Uh, you know, Titanic came out. And yeah. I'm, just kidding. I'm totally teasing you. Um, no. So, you know, there's something to be said about that number being really low um, and you responding incredibly well. Yeah. And it makes me think that some people, so when the test came out originally, everyone said that theoretically AMH is AMH and it's not affected by birth control. But I have seen now a good number of patients, especially younger ones that were on birth control for a really long time, Mm -hmm. the longer we kept them off birth control and we did like more cycles and more cycles, they just started to become just like the rest of their population and do really well. So I think in a younger patient who's been on birth control for a really long time, there would be some benefit of coming off the birth control before doing this process. So why do you think the birth control does that? I think it suppresses the body so much. And when you're on it for like 10 years, 20 years, it really turns off probably every hormonal response or anything that's even released from the ovary. Um, There's really not a lot of data out there. Some Mm -hmm. people, again, there's a lot of research that says the AMH should not be affected. But we've seen again and again and again that people that have been on it for really long periods of time can rebound. Now, there are some people that are on it for a really long time and also do really poorly because AMH truly is low and it's hard to differentiate. Right. What would you suggest for, you know, I mean, obviously as a safety precaution for women who want to be on birth control, what would you say is one of the better ones to be on that maybe wouldn't affect this level as much? That's a really good question and I'm probably not the right person. I'm probably a general OBGYN would be. We use in our office a birth control that's called Desigen. Mm -hmm. It's not like the tricyclics that go up and down and up and down but mimic a cycle. It's it's what's called monophasic. It's the same level of hormone the whole month and it has a very low androgen profile. And what that means is that it has very little male hormone in it mm-hmm. because every horm- every birth control has some of everything. So in order to get the best quality of eggs, we use this desigen because it doesn't really affect the eggs in any negative way. Gotcha. Yeah. So as I'm I, learning so much. Yeah. Well, no, it's funny that he says that because I was so nervous when I first went in and you guys were like, you have to be back on birth control. I was like, God, no. Because I just like did not do well with birth control when I was on it. But were you on it for more than two weeks? Yeah. Yeah. 
for a period of times, yeah. Oh, wow. Like like I'd do it for like three months and I'd be like, I gotta get off this. Like it was just killing me. I was like just so all over the place, mood swings, the acne, the whole thing. And Wait so a minute. I tried multiple There's still mood swings. I <laughs> I tried Residual multiple. birth control. Residual pill. birth control. <laughs> I mean I probably went through like I wanna say five different birth controls when I was when I was back on it. I mean I haven't been on it in ten years. This is you were on the him. birth control during your fertility stuff? No, for no, that no. Long? Oh, oh, okay. Just okay, wanted to clarify. So because so during fertility treatments, the longest we kind of keep people on birth controls like maximum 10 to 20 days no what i'm saying is that what what Prior i was getting to, at no what i was right? getting at was that i think what you're telling me is correct because i was super nervous about going back on birth control and then the, whatever you guys had me on i was like oh this is great i yeah. didn't feel it's, it it's a very mild one it's very mild and i get that all the time that like i hate birth control yeah. and i'm like i'm really sorry you have a tiny little cyst that's got to go away yeah. the only way we can get rid of it and most of the patients that have had the worst experiences in the past have had almost no experience, you know, anything yeah, bad with the I haven't, I had no bad experience, so I was, that's why I was saying, like, it's I think not it's not one that's thing. really marketed by pharmaceutical companies like Loestrin and all these fancy yeah. little things and yeah. try this and try that. And so it's not really one that people order that much. Right. Because I even, I had another girl going today to get a consultation, one of my friends, about the egg freezing. I told her, they're probably going to have you on birth control. And she's like, what? And I was like, don't panic. It's totally fine. It's, so. just, it's just to calm the ovaries down, yeah. put them at rest, keep them at what we call a baseline, and then you transition into the injections that kind of wake your ovaries up. Right. Am I the only woman who's loved being on birth control? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, Obviously, you responded well to it. There's a lot of people that don't yeah, respond well to it I've at all. done, um, I mean, I've done different pills. I did the patch a long time ago. I did not like that at all. I did the Nuvering for like eight, nine years. I loved that. But then I switched to Lolo Estrin. Mm -hmm. The only thing with that was I wasn't getting a period every month. And yeah. so then that kind of freaked me out because I'm like, okay, got to pee on a stick again just to make sure. Yeah, 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 but, exactly. But now with me, like I said, I do want to do this another round. And I know an IUD is something after I'm done done with this that I would want to do. But for the in-between, I think safety wise single <laughs> sheena should get back on a little something so some some well some some that's actually a good question so can you get pregnant during going through like your retrieval do you do you no. tell people not to have sex during that period well i haven't had many people that went home from the retrieval and had sex okay that's well, one but thing. meaning throughout um, the, the um taking the meds we you're not after the fourth day of the injection because uh -huh. your ovary starts to grow uh -huh. we tell people not to get okay. pregnant hey i was told day one I, well, I could have four today. Because, I'm because you're Sheena. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're we, Sheena. We know you. We, we did our research. A uh, <laughs> bit more active than yeah. the average girl. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> and you're cut off today. First shot, cut off. Yeah. But no, I obviously knew that I'm yeah. extremely fertile right now, which I never have been. Right. So has anybody ever gotten pregnant during taking their meds? Like like no. naturally? No, because oh, so okay. when you're taking the meds, as you guys remember, both of you are on a medication that kept you from ovulating as well. That's right. So whether it's Ganarelix, Cetratide, or Lupron, mm -hmm. okay, That's all right. of those, oh, right. all of those keep you from ovulating. That's right. So these eggs keep growing and growing. The trigger shot is what helps release the egg. So if you gave yourself the trigger shot and didn't come in to get your eggs removed mm -hmm. and just had sex at home, you're going to have a disaster. <gasps> Oh my like god! Like a lot of babies. Well, if you have a lot of eggs, yes. Oh my Can god! Imagine, like, but no one does say, that. I mean, no. who, does, who does thousands who does of dollars that? in time to like suddenly lose all those Octom eggs? They Octomom. Right. Octomom. <laughs> but Octomom did not get pregnant that way, as sadly as it is. Oh yeah. my gosh! Yeah. So crazy. I have a question: Who's going to do your trigger shot? So Julia from SCRC is coming over tonight, and she's going That's to do so that. That's so nice. What yeah. you, should, you should hear the story about our trigger shot. Oh, we have a funny trigger Ooh, shot story. Do tell. Oh my gosh! Okay, so we were in the middle of a big hair show, right? Mm -hmm. And and like hairstylist, like a hairstylist show. show. Or she's okay. the model. I was the model, and the trigger shot was at eight p.m. And they were—it was like literally in the middle. They're like doing my hair, and I was like, I gotta go get a shot in my ass right now, right? Oh, it goes in my butt. No, it goes in the belly. Okay. Oh, but back ours then, didn't ours go in the butt. Yeah, interesting. Okay, so maybe anyways, you forgot where I went. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is, with you guys, it's in the it's in, the in there. But in my first round, time, another round. Okay, yes, the first was. time I did it was in my bum. So we are at this thing. We have literally like an ice chest with the meds like on ice, the whole thing, and we have to go into the bathroom, and and he has to do the shot for me. So I have to go into the men's bathroom with him. Oh right? my god! So we're in the men's bathroom. Nobody's in there at the time, and we go in. She's bent over the counter, and I literally I have <laughs> a I have. Right. A long, no, let me tell. I have a the 
visual. Long, I have a long gown on, and I have to pull my dress up over, you know, my bottom. And we're like, I'm leaning over the counter. Oh my god! And he pulls out this needle that is, you know, freaking this long oh, yeah. to go in yeah, your it's, bum. It's a six incher, it looks like, right? <laughs> and, oh jeez! And the, of course, immediately, like the second that he's about to like inject, a guy comes walking in the back. Well, there was two guys, but you got to imagine this: she's bent over the sink. <laughs> I've got one hand on her with a needle in my hand. She's in nothing but a G-string with the dress around her waist and two dudes walk into the bathroom and I'm yeah. looking at her like like we're shooting up and I just look at them and go, what's up, dude? Oh, my God. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be all over yeah. social media. Like, like, you might want to come back, that buddy. we're like shooting up in the bathroom. Like, it was so bad. But, like, that's what you have to do. Like, sometimes you just have to – because, like, life doesn't stop because you're going through IVF, you know? Like, oh, literally, last week I was at TomTom Tom yeah. for dinner with some high school girlfriends, and I had my little cooler with me, yep. and I had to have the manager let me in the office to give myself yep. my Lupron shot because it has to be done, you know, within the same time. hour every yep. day. Yep. I-, I was at a Hollywood event once, and one of my patients was there. So we first of all had to make sure no one saw us together because she didn't want anyone to know that. Yeah. If, of course, someone's walking with me. People may question. Right. Yeah. And it was a certain time. We had signals. <laughs> we had <started> to walk <laughs> in signals. one direction and then like had to jump into some private room we found with a closed door. Oh, and so later that evening, she told me someone said to her, why did you go into that hallway with Dr. Gadir? Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. You know Somebody what's weird, you? though? They could totally think that was, like, something else going on. Not, <laughs> like, a shot. Like, oh, they were just, yeah. like, making out. Like, having, and, like, right? a mad love And, of affair. course, I think her answer was, who the hell is Dr. Gadir? <laughs> 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 and I told her that was the best yeah, answer she yeah, could exactly. get, right? That's amazing. And that now she's really been on, like, you know, three different talk shows with me. So She's over it now. And that's what I, I've been wanting to be just very open about all this. And that's why I love doing what I do with reality TV. I mean, it comes with, you know, a lot of judgment and people just being assholes. (laughs) Yes. But I've always said, like, I'm an open book and I like to put it all out there because there have been so many women who have reached out to me and just like shared their stories and have actually given me some tips, given me a heads up on this. And then this one woman just, the simplest thing is there were these like little circle, just like gel, like the ice packs. And she's like, after the menopure shots, like order these. And I ordered them on Amazon and I wear like my high waisted leggings every Uh day. I get my shots and then I put that there and it stays. And it's just like, I do it before the shots. Do you not do it before um, the shots? I've done I've done both, but like I mean I'm I have no fear of needles whatsoever. Oh, I've, yeah. I have 20 tattoos and Botox every three months, so okay. needles and me are best friends. Yeah, see, I don't I didn't do well with the yeah. needles. Yeah, but it hasn't been that hard for me. Yeah, and I just awesome. want to keep talking about it because, like I said, I am an open book, and yeah. it's been something that a lot of women can relate to. Yeah, for sure. Um, but speaking of being an open book, I want to just talk to you guys about books really quick. <laughs> so, um, have you heard of Penguin Random House Audio? Mm, I don't know. Have okay. I? So if you don't feel like reading books and you want like an audio book, yeah. this is something that's been good for me for just like stress relief because during these two weeks, I've had to just like keep my stress levels mm-hmm. very low, Super like important. listen to certain music. And it's like whenever I'm just like sitting on my couch with the book, I tend to get really bored. And then I'm like, wait, what did I just read? But I'm more of a visual and like audio person. Right. So this is something um, you guys can download Dare to Lead, which is written and read by Brenny Brown and hear how to transform creative ideas into bold actions. So this is amazing. You guys can learn to let go of fear, take risks with Brave Not Perfect, written and read by Girls Who Code founder Reshma Saujani. Or get in a few laughs alongside advice on how to love yourself and love your life from the Fab Five of Netflix's Queer Eye. You guys can visit penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash self-care for more listening suggestions to keep your New Year's resolutions going, keep your stress down, whatever it is you want. That's penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash self-care. So that's just one of the many things that has helped me keep my stress down, and I hope it helps you too. But, um... Anyway, I love it. Going back to some questions. So I had some come in from Instagram, um, some for me personally and some just in general. And I want to get your opinion as well as mine because, yep. like we said, we're different with needles. Right. At Jersey Girl underscore 0223 wants to know is it painful and how long do the eggs last? Did you find the shots painful? 
So some of them I did, some of them I didn't. Uh, Slade was really great about uh, teaching me to put the ice pack on and mm-hmm. really just kind of freeze the area before I did the shot, which helped a lot. Um, the Minipure in particular burns, and I learned a very cool trick that like if you literally have your hand on a counter and you're really making sure that it's stable and then you go really slow with the shot, it makes a huge difference. When I when you go in really fast, it's like I was I was in pain from that one. But you know, overall, like I, I when I first started, I was saying bad words like crap, 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 or whatever you know, <laughs> some bad word. And then when I started getting closer, I was like I started changing it to baby, 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 mm-hmm. and like you just you do these little tricks in your mind that you just yeah. start going this is all for baby and you know those sort of things so yeah I mean listen it's not super easy if you don't like shots and needles but for me I I got through it and you do you get through it yeah and for me it like I said very painless and it's been really easy I was so nervous I think I, I tweeted and posted on Instagram and I was just like oh my god I'm terrified and I don't know if I was more terrified of giving myself the shots mixing the shots or what side effects were going to come from them like I just assumed I would be depressed crying myself to sleep every night like why am I doing this and I'm single but I I'm just totally fine still I was like waiting to have that bad day and it hasn't come so I'm like is it gonna come on my second round or I think we should remind everyone the shots are only on average between 8 to 12 days yeah yes some people get 10 some people 11 and it's not like because we have a lot of people that think that you're doing this for months yeah right no that's what everyone said 10 average is 10 to 12 days of injections and I gotta tell you I mean I'm sorry that you weren't so comfortable with them Mm -hmm. I get calls all the time from patients saying I'm not sure if I'm getting this injection like I don't feel much and of course when we do the ultrasounds their estrogens going up and mm-hmm. their ovaries are growing and there's eggs so I can tell them you're getting it yeah but we get that all the time the men appear is the one yeah. that we sometimes get some people get some burning from it yeah um but if you really pinch a good amount of fat, you two don't have any fat on your body. That's the <laughs> Maybe problem that's why right it there. Hurts. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're really lean, yes, you get more sensitive. But if you do have a little bit of cushion on you. I didn't feel a thing, doctor. <laughs> <laughs> but putting those ice packs on right after, yeah. too, I mean, it was it's a, a three-second burn. It's, yeah. it's not no, unbearable by any that's means. That's the thing. Like, honestly, it really is not. Like, it literally is for a sec. It's, like, for a couple seconds. It's so quick. Yeah. And I have not had any crazy mood swings. Like, other than normal Sheena mood swings. Yeah. And I was really thankful for that. The other day, I had a little bit of cramping. I forgot. I was so mad at myself because I woke up. I was just like a little cramped. And then I was just like, oh, I just did not. I was just very lethargic. And then I like get myself together. I pack up my my ice pack of all my meds. And then I like feed the cats. I'm on the phone. I leave. I get all the way to the doctor. I sign in. I'm like... Cool. That ice chest is on my kitchen counter. Oh, Had to drive man. all the way back to the west side, <sighs> get sucks. them, come back. But it was like, that was one bad day out of a month and a half of yeah. just, you know, the blood work and ultrasounds yeah. and supplements yeah. and all of that. But I mean, the shots, yeah, it's only been 11 days and I'm like, wow, I feel great. And now I'm done. I yeah. have one more big shot tonight and I'm done. And it's a good reminder for people. When you're doing this when you're like 30 years old mm-hmm. and for all the right reasons. Yeah. You go to bed like feeling good about yourself. Yeah, that you're yeah. Doing this. so true. So that you're not in that situation, Gretchen. And I'm right. sorry you had to deal with this. Yeah. Just like even I had to do it with my wife, and we had to struggle to make our dream happen. Yeah, you know. So when yeah. you're doing this for all the good reasons, you feel good. But you you're in a good headspace. You're it's so, very different from someone who's so tried right for three years. That, but I got to tell you something. I, I was telling Sheena this. My first round of IVF, I felt exactly what you guys are saying right there. I was excited. My hair was shiny. I looked great. I had like this glow, and I was like. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? I'm like, IVF? And they're like, what? And I was so it's funny because you're right. The mindset when you're just like, oh my gosh, this is for a good thing. I'm so excited. I'm pumped. It really, the first round did not, it was not hard on me. It's when you start doing third rounds and fourth rounds and you lose 14 embryos and you go through all of that well, stuff. Well, you said, you said a really, so frustrating. Yeah. You yeah. said a really smart world, word. It's the mindset. Yeah. And I don't want to ever forget that there is a complete emotional side that goes along with this. Totally. And we're talking, you guys are very pragmatic and no one sees what goes on in your head. And, you, you know, but the emotional aspect of fertility is huge. It is. And I don't want to ever 
play that down because mm-hmm. there could be people listening and maybe you don't have the funds to freeze eggs or yeah. maybe you don't have this or that and there's a lot involved in it and I just don't ever want to downplay that in any way for anyone because it's such a significant thing yeah. but we've arranged for specials that get it down to like $181 yeah, a month which is unbelievable yeah. um, we've you know we are really there our team is just like so supportive of our patients amazing. and there for our patients Pe- patients fall in love with our nurses I mean they're so such much. good ones um, yeah. so that's really important and I also want to say one thing no one should make a decision on doing fertility treatment or freezing their eggs because of an injection yeah right even my wife would see needles and pass out oh wow and by the end of this when I was like I'm home to give you injection she's like I already gave it to myself uh-huh. Like so, this yeah. is like some. I went. We went from like an extreme to like see needles and pass out, having your blood drawn. Right. To like, I just gave it to myself, and now she's completely over that in her life. Right. Oh, I started having fun with it. Like when my friends would come over and like grown ass men. Yeah. I was like, "Do you want to do it?" And they're like, "I don't want to do that." Yeah. And I was like, "Do you want to watch me do it?" And they're like, "No, no, no, needles freak me out." And I'm like, "You have a sleeve of tattoos." Like men, what men, are, men are the worst. Men yeah. are the worst. Yeah. It's so so I would I like to show people videos of me just like injecting myself, and they would yeah. be like squirmy and whatnot. Yeah. Um. Speaking of the cost, a lot of questions have come in about this. What is the average cost? What's the least, the most? And tell me about financing options. So we have an entire division that helps you make all these decisions the the right way. And um, so for egg freezing, it's around 7,000 something. I'm sorry. I'm not very good at the numbers, but it's about 7,000 something. The younger you are, the less medications you're going to need. The medications... We tell you what to buy. You have a choice of getting them from wherever you want. We tell you where we think are the cheapest places in town. The medications can cost anything between two thousand to six thousand dollars. Is that on top of the seven? On top of yeah. Okay. So this, the seven thousand is for all your ultrasounds and all your blood tests and your surgery and the anesthesia and all of these lovely things that you have to do in the office. Right. Um, the medications you have to pick up from a pharmacy and they can add up. If yep. you are coming and doing this when you're like 39 and you're not that fertile, mm-hmm. you're going to need to buy a lot of medication. I yeah. mean, mine were about 5,500. Yeah, that's yeah, because exactly. I had we had to such... add some special medications, mm-hmm. but thank God yeah. they really helped. Yes, they were, they oh were my God. worth every single cent of it. Like yeah. I was telling Gretchen before you got here, I was like, when Doctor Gadir saw my first ultrasound, he was shook. Like, yeah. oh my God, you responded so well. Like, I don't think you thought. Yeah. No, I didn't. That I didn't I think gonna... at all that your ovary would wake up like it did. Yeah, but it has great. done great. That's so great. So I'm, I'm beyond ecstatic that the medication protocol that. I put you on has done really well for your body. Yes. So that's been really good. So like on average you would say a round of egg freezing would be just under fifteen thousand. For sure like under with, fifteen. Yeah. So the financing department of our office um, made a special uh, plan with lending USA and yeah. they've gotten it down to hundred and eighty one dollars a month. Which is so incredible. Oh and my God, honestly by you saying that, I've had so many of my girlfriends go in and and do the egg freezing because of that. So that's so great that you guys offer that. Well, can I make a comment? Yes. As, as the person who's operating broke.com, thanks to you. <laughs> <laughs> having to go through IVF for four years, the big difference I've found uh, at SCRC is the fact that you are so well taken care of and so closely monitored with specific levels and the exact amount of medications you need that I think that's why there's so much success. In going through rounds prior to, I don't think we were watched as closely. We weren't actually requested to come in and do blood work and ultrasounds as frequently as we did Mm -hmm. in this round. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why the levels are just so perfect. Your body is put into an optimal position so that you can produce the greatest amount yeah. of high quality eggs and the same thing for the pregnancy your body is put in this optimal state to accept the implantation that hasn't happened to us in the past and that's why you hear about all these people five rounds six rounds seven well, rounds and that's, that's honestly unheard of in our office no it's so true and like and then here's the thing i got to tell you too what he makes such a valid point i've had a couple friends of mine too go oh my gosh your doctor's in beverly hills he's probably so expensive da, da, da. and i go listen First of all, that's not necessarily the it's case. It's not true at all. It's I just want to true. clarify that right now. Yeah. So every year we have people that reach out to every single clinic in the city uh-huh. and we check our prices to make sure we're competitive. We are definitely not the most expensive out there. So that's great. We to are know, the only sure. clinic that is located in the heart of Beverly Hills mm-hmm. in a prime premier location, but I guarantee anyone we are not the most expensive. Now, we are also not the cheapest. Right. And in life, if you haven't learned by now, you get what you pay for. Well, that's what that's yeah. where I was going with this is that what is so frustrating to me is I've now had girlfriends that go to these other places that are less expensive and they're just another number and they're not being washed as closely like Slade's saying and they're not on the proper doses of meds and they're not taking the time to do the right ultrasounds and blood work and all the things that, yes, you do pay for, but 
at the end of the day, every single one of my friends that have gone to CRC has got pregnant the first round, so not we ha- 12 we ha- rounds later. So are success rates getting you pregnant on the first round? has hit 80%. I know, I just wow. heard that. So that's, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, Dr. that's absolutely amazing. That. And it's an, um, I mean, Dr. Barrett's gloating. We I know, I just, he's, that's, he's, you just told us like that number. He's brilliant. He's like flying around yes. the office. Yes. Um, so we're beyond happy. And I've got, I don't know how to explain that. I had a patient recently that came in. She's like, well, I did three cycles with a clinic. I said, why did you do three? She's like, well, I bought a package for three. It was yes, really cheap. You're right. That's what my friend just told oh me. Oh so my gosh. That's exactly what my friend when, just said. The, when the three didn't work. Was it a Groupon? Uh, yeah, exactly. maybe. So maybe, when yeah. the three didn't work, she signed up and did another package. Can you believe that? Because oh her, do- her doctor said we're getting really close. Oh my god! So gosh. after she failed six cycles, she came to our office. But see, that's, but that's my point. It's like that's what frustrates me. It's like if you just spent the money a little bit more at a, a good, better clinic, right? You wouldn't be doing six cycles. You wouldn't be. First no. of all, that's not good to be going through that many cycles. No, of and, course it's not. It's not good for anyone. Yeah, it's not good for your body. It's not good for your mental health. It's not good for your financial health. So that's my point. It's like, yes, yeah, sometimes you might go, "Gosh, that seems like a lot of money," but in the long run, it's the better decision you, compared to going there, through listen, all this. Listen, I'm everyone who knows me knows I love a good deal. Yeah. There are some things in life that the good deal may not be the best option. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And when you're doing eye surgery, when you're doing fertility treatment, right. maybe going to the best place is right. the most important and not finding the cheapest route exactly. out. You Unfortunately, I know for a fact because I know what's involved with running a phenomenal IVF lab, mm-hmm. we use the best of everything. Yeah. From the catheters to the materials to the mediums to everything that we have in the IVF lab, the use of our embryoscope incubator that takes a thousand pictures a day of your embryos yeah, growing. It's you know, many, ninety percent of the clinics in the country don't even have an embryoscope. Yes. So all of these things that we have have really added up. I don't know if you're aware of this, but they spent over one and a half million dollars on our air filtration system. Yes, I did know that. Dr. Barrett told yep. us that. Yeah. Um, and also we have special lighting. There yep. is no UV lighting in the yep. lab. All of the countertops are temperature controlled. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's a phenomenal amount that's gone but, into making But this is the, the secret, doctor. Yeah. This is the secret side of SCRC because what happens is I think most people assume we go to the doctor, we take the meds, we cultivate, we re- retrieve eggs. They don't realize how important having a, an on-site laboratory. Yeah, because everything's it. done there. Everything yes. is done in there. Yes. They're not sending out. You have the ability to do genetic testing. Everything that you would well, need. Well, the genetic testing goes out, but the, but well, no, the, the, the point but is the, the embryo doesn't there. go out. The embryo Correct. never leaves it. Correct. It doesn't leave. Which and in other huge. cases, it does. So yes. it stays there. Which is huge. But the point is, is that what goes on behind the scenes is, is such a massive part to the success ratio of what you guys do. It's massive. Everyone just sees their doctor because they're forward-facing. They don't understand all the things going on behind the scenes. Yeah. yeah. Having an incredible lab is very God, important. you guys have yeah. learned a lot. Yes, we have. <laughs> I know. I learned you. so much from them when they did my podcast a few months back, yeah. and that was a huge reason of why I wanted to do this. Yeah. Her and MJ were very convincing, and I'm so glad I did. I'm like, I would regret not doing this. Yeah. You know, five years down the road, then it's like, why didn't I do that when I was 33? Uh-huh. It was a month and a half out of my life. Yep. So 100%. I'm like, I would have. It would be so selfish of me for my future self and man I haven't found yet <laughs> to not do this. But you know, yeah. um, okay. Uh, a couple other questions that came in are: um, I had a lot of people ask, how long can you store them for? Is ten years the correct answer? There's, there's no answer. Oh. So we definitely think that em- that eggs and embryos can be frozen indefinitely. Okay. Um, I think our IVF lab had an embryo that was thawed 14 and a half years later. Wow. That led to a pregnancy. That's amazing. Yeah, unbelievable. And this is with technology that was like a long time yeah, ago. So imagine so what's going on now. Yeah. yeah. So these embryos are being frozen in phenomenal ways with that fast freeze. It's called the flash freeze yeah. vitrification. Um, so there's really no time limit. Okay. I and mean, if same, I don't have kids by 43, this, I don't so know that I'm going so to. So that's exactly what I tell patients. And 43 is not out of it at all. So don't you. No. But – I have patients that come in at like, you know, 35. They're like, is it like 15 years? I'm like, yeah, but please don't come back when you're 50. Right. You know, just like, I just don't think that that's healthy or you're going to have to use a surrogate, but then you're going to be a 50-year-old mom for the first time too. Which is okay. We've had some great ones, but I don't recommend it. Mm -hmm. Did you hear the 73-year-old woman? That had a baby. I mean, that's to me, that's malpractice. (laughs) I I mean, (laughs) did you hear the guy that was pregnant? (laughs) No. I didn't. <laughs> I yeah, he touches yeah, my. He, he touches, touches your belly. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know what? Remember when I told you? I had a, here's what's happened. You know, I told this to Sheena last time. I've got a really bad condition. 
and it's called Dunlap's disease. <laughs> you heard of that, right? <laughs> Where the belly Dunlapped over the belt. <laughs> well, no, it's worse now. You know what happened? What? It's called booty do. Booty do? Yeah, it's actually my, where your stomach sticks out further than your booty do. <laughs> it's getting bad. You're, you're having what do they call it? Where you like start just eating like I do, you, like oh, pregnancy yeah, symptoms? Oh yeah, sympathy, sympathy, sympathy weight. It's sympathy, sympathy weight. Yeah, um, that's what's that happening. happens to all men whose wives are pregnant for the first yeah. time. Yeah, I think I gained seven or nine pounds or something. No, he's afterwards. like twenty, but I'm like. Gretchen. I'm like this. I'm like, babe, you got to stop eating. You can't eat what I'm eating. I can't let you and our unborn child have it unless I've tested it. <laughs> You've got a keeper. You've got a keeper. I know, right? How many of your patients would you say are not local? Like, do you have a lot of people who fly in just to use SCRC? Yes. That's why we have the SCRC airport. Oh, wait. I was like, I wait, was like, what? what? Oh. I was like, hold on. I was never first, transferred. You know what? For a second, I, that was like, sounded really good to say. <laughs> That's why we have the SCRC jet. Um, yeah. We have no jet and we have no airport, but we have people that fly in from around the world. Wow. So we've had a lot of patients that have come from Russia. Yeah. Um, okay. We have a lot of patients. China's big. Uh, China's yeah. huge. About, huge, you know, huge, huge. Uh, a large number of people coming from China. Um, I saw us like making some Chinese friends in our waiting area. I was. I think I met an Australian woman in the waiting yes. area. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we have yeah. a, uh, right now I have a, we have a, had a you know so where the laws are tough we do really really well. Okay. So and like in Australia there's a lot of ridiculous laws. Europe has a lot of ridiculous laws for LGBT. Uh huh. Um, yeah. Wow. And our division of LGBT is growing very very rapidly. We are having an event at the office on yeah. February the 23rd. I just posted about it today. Yeah, it's a brunch. Yeah. It's a brunch from Ooh. 11 to 1. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm becoming a certified trainer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that brunch is for all uh, gay men who want to become dads. Yeah, that was so cool. That's so, it's so brilliant. Yeah, I posted that today. I was like, I love that's that. so cool. I'll that have you guys to repost are doing that, that too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I do love. I mean, I'm local, so it is nice having everything in Beverly Hills. I do my podcast in Beverly Hills. I have SCRC. I have my eye doctor, my dentist. Dr. Smiley. <laughs> Dr. Why, Smiley. Why aren't you a dentist? He likes know, to play right? doctor all the time. <laughs> but for those of you, speaking of Dr. Smiley, you kept saying this. So for those of you who can't make it to Beverly Hills to have, you know, one of my amazing doctors or dentists, um, if you have like a smile that you're maybe not so proud of and you hate smiling all the time and you want to hide it, I have an option for you guys. It's only $80 a month. You can have a smile you'll love and a lifetime of confidence. So if you guys just go to smiledirectclub.com to see real and before and after photos, more than 350,000 satisfied grins. You guys can order a free impression kit with rebate or schedule a free 3D scan at one of their smile shops. Plus, Smile Direct Club has an exclusive offer for our listeners. You guys can get 100 $150 off your invisible aligners at smiledirectclub.com slash podcast and use offer code Sheena. So if you guys are listening, this offers for you. Get $150 off at smiledirectclub.com slash podcast offer code Sheena. I'm actually doing that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it makes it easy. You know, you can get yeah. you can get everything delivered to you nowadays. I know, right? Yeah. I know, but I'm excited about that. Um, a lot of people also asked about insurance. Does insurance cover anything fertility related? So many people have what's called diagnostic testing. So it allows for all of the ultrasounds and the testing in the beginning to figure out what's going on. Um, you have to check with your insurance carrier. So if you have diagnostic testing, we can do your consult, do your initial testing, figure out exactly what's going on, and go from there. But it all depends on your own insurance. If you have fertility coverage, Mm -hmm. we'll take it. So that's the most – if you have it, we take it. So what's really awesome, though, is that there is a company out there called Progeny. Uh And Progeny is a company that is helping bridge the gap with regard to insurance uh, and corporations. So you can actually ask your employer – to look at getting this gap insurance that yeah. helps and covers this. And so it's something that Google has adapted, Yahoo, some of the bigger corporations are looking to Progeny. So as regular insurance stops, Progeny steps in and makes sure that their employees are actually covered if they want to go through the IVF process. And we got, I mean, really, this is just something that bothers me so much. I don't know if you guys know this, but there's over 7 million people that struggle with infertility. Oh, my God. And it's just crazy to me that the insurance does not I know. cover this. It's Could you, so but, sad. It is so sad it's really that sad. insurance companies do not think of as fertility. They think of fertility as an elective I know. procedure. I know. They don't Can think of it as that? a medical That's condition. It's, like it's the, insane. It literally, I've, I've spent so many hours crying over this and having uh, fans reach out to me and tell me, like, you know, they've had to mortgage their homes and they've lost their home and they've done Ugh. this and they've done that just to try and have a baby. And it literally breaks my heart. That's why things like progeny are so important. And I really think that, like, 
there needs to be some change on this. But well, but that's I, and a whole I have to commend subject, but. I have to commend both of you because this is something that we've kind of learned through this process. Because so many women do suffer and mm-hmm. suffer in silence, they shouldn't have to. Number one, a big part of this is the guys. How do we know that the IVF process isn't because of something that's happening on the male side of things? Everyone assumes it's a female issue. It's not. And I'm sure the doctor would have a better statistic as to what percentage is actually a male issue versus a female issue. And it's important that we continue to talk and educate people about it. We even got to the point where we made an announcement regarding our pregnancy even before the end of the first trimester. Mm -hmm. Because we're like, look, this is such an exciting thing. It's something that we should be able to openly share. No matter what happens, we should be able to share this. Why keep it a secret? We don't want to keep it a secret. You know, this is something that needs to be talked about. So it's cool that you're willing to be so open and discuss it with people. Yeah. I I wish we were filming right now so everyone could actually see yeah. this. But that's why I've been covering as much as I can on social media. I have a whole highlight saved with um, a freezing face sign and an egg sign. So you know that that's, <laughs> that's yeah. the highlight to watch. Yeah. But I have just tried to document every step of this process yeah. just because it's not going to be on season seven because I'm doing this right now right. and we're not filming. But I just want people to see that... I mean, it's not that bad. I'm giving the shots to myself. I'm laying there. I don't even flinch. Like, it's yeah, the not. The first time I saw the, I was like, damn, she's just like, bam, yeah. bam, bam. I was like, oh my I was God. like, ooh, I got this down. I know. Yeah. I know. That's awesome. But it hasn't been that bad. Awesome. Um, what, what, what percentage of. It's a great question, Dr. Smiley. Thank you. Um, <laughs> thank you, Dr. Smiley. Like, I've never had such a good wingman no, in a podcast way, ever, every, ever, ever, ever. By the way, doctor, every time we're in the doctor's office, okay, we're always there. And like I ask a question, he answers it, and all the nurses are like, well, thank you, doctor. <laughs> Sorry, offered me a white coat. <laughs> you did. You did. We're going to do a white coat ceremony. Um, <laughs> we have a special Honorary one. Honorary Dr. Yes. Smiley. Okay. Um, so about 40% of fertility issues is the male factor. Wow. About 40% is the female, and the sad thing is that we've got about 20% which falls completely under Nature. unexplained and yeah. we're not sure why yeah. Interesting. So, which is like you know it's not necessarily that you're old it's not necessarily anything yeah. but somehow when we do IVF on those unexplained they do really well because maybe the egg is too thick or maybe the sperm can't squeeze in or maybe yeah. the head of the sperm isn't strong enough yeah. or maybe the or maybe they can't... have polyps that they don't even realize or maybe they have their... polyps yeah. I, I, you know how many polyps have taken out yeah. and then the next month people got and pregnant, pregnant. Yeah, I mean, it could be the simplest of things like that and but some you said people polyp and most people don't even know what that means I know and a polyp is a benign growth of a little tissue that's inside of your uterus it kind of works like an intrauterine device or an IUD mm-hmm. and it keeps you naturally from getting pregnant yeah and, and a lot of people don't even realize that and this is what frustrates me about some of these doctors out there again they're going to have you go through nine rounds of IVF and they don't even do a simple test like that to begin with to just test if you have those issues it could be the simplest thing a tiny little surgery to go in there and remove that and the next thing you know you're pregnant and that's why I love SCRC is because I think that they are so thorough in the tests that they're running and what they're doing their goal is to get you pregnant as quickly as possible they are not there to make money off you it's not like one of those you know you take a number and you're just there you know what i mean like it's a Listen, machine we, do, we, we absolutely places. do our best to help every single person because we realize first of all that our biggest marketing tools are our lovely patients so yeah. we want them to do well yeah um for me it's easy I, my heart gets so into this with my yeah. patients that it just like flows naturally every single day yeah. um and it just i feel like i have the best job in the world because yeah. of the satisfaction i get out of helping people just is really crazy but i did want to touch base on the male thing so we have a lot of men that are coming in nowadays and freezing their sperm oh really and it's something that we really want to get the word out oh interesting um, mm-hmm. we need some Smart. kind of we need some kind of campaign of some young guy that's going to come out and do it Lots of studies have shown that after the age of 40, male sperm quality goes down significantly. Oh, interesting. It increases chromosomal abnormalities. It increases even chances of autism and other kind of behavioral issues. There's lots of things Mm, go up. So we are, I mean, it's the smallest population of patients we have are the guys coming in just to freeze their sperm, but it is growing every single year. So is that similar because we never quit making sperm? Men don't ever quit making sperm. You don't but the quit quality. making it, but the quality but goes quality. down. Quality. They but don't swim as fast. They don't look as good. But that's yeah. new That's new information because I think people are like, oh, you could be 70 and getting everybody you pregnant. That's what I thought, yeah. You can, Which you can, you can totally be 70, and I promise you that not that many 70-year-olds are getting people pregnant because their sperm is not as good. Right. Um, but see, I think it's important that you say those things because, see, I think, every, again, people are always just putting it on the women. It's like, oh, the women are old, and they're, they're eggs, and they're the ones that are causing autism. No, it has a lot to do with it. I'll be really honest. We've got a ton of guys using growth hormone and testosterone yep. and this and yep. that and all it these things. All that. Uh, you know, uh, most of those guys have no sperm. 
Wow. So when you give yourself testosterone, your sperm itself innately just stops creating. Really? And, you, and three months later, when you stop, it comes back. Okay. But definitely, that's an uh, that's a major major issue. Interesting. That's so, so yeah, the freezing of the sperm for guys is really important. Is that as expensive as freezing of the eggs, or is Not that a totally all. different? Not at all. I yeah. mean, it's I think it's around a thousand dollars. Oh, oh my god! Well, yeah. Think about it. There's no meds, and the retrieval process is pretty easy. That's, yeah, that's unless true. you. Have, <laughs> unless, <laughs> they're like, this is fun. How many more times do I get to do this? Yeah. <laughs> hey, well, see you. Come out of there, please. Yeah, come yeah, out yeah, of there, yeah, please. Yeah. See you in thirty seconds, doctor. <laughs> now you said the cost of the freezing of eggs is just under fifteen thousand, but then when it comes. So the cost of the eggs is, a, I'm going to just go back on this, okay. because some people's medications, some people's insurance right. is paid for their medications. Okay, that's way. right. So it's about 7700 I think, okay. is our egg freezing. So uh, plus medications. Plus medications, um, and right. then Which could be up to Up to right a certain amount. There. But right. again, I mean, don't think the worst. Always think the best. Yes. yes. And the next is the IVF process. That's my question. So I'm honestly really bad at this, but I'm going to try. IVF usually starts at around $12,000, mm-hmm. but with IVF, there's a lot of other things that we recommend. So if you just want to put do IVF, it's around 12000 We highly recommend that the intracytoplasmic sperm injection for anyone who's right. not been pregnant before or yes. anyone that sperm isn't ideal, that's when you put the sperm under a microscope and you pick Ixi. the best sperm. ICSI. Exactly. ICSI is then, it's we inject the sperm in. I think that's like a thousand a thousand something Mm -hmm. Um, and then once we put the embryos together and they're growing we like to do a little on day three of growth a little little bump on the outside of the egg which we make a little crack it's called assisted hatching that helps Mm -hmm. the embryo open up easier Um, i think that's about five hundred dollars and then we let the embryo grow to day five six and seven where we do the biopsy on embryos now the biopsy and genetic testing on embryos is expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, the is. we do not do, and it's a very technically complicated and difficult process in the yes. lab. And only our most advanced embryologists are the ones that are doing that. But the biopsy and genetic testing, I think, comes out to something around five thousand mm-hmm. dollars. And again, okay. I'm not so positive of these numbers. Yeah. I wish I would have brought a sheet. About, with but me. just a rough idea. It's a rough a idea. You're looking people. at around probably around twenty thousand for an ideal IVF cycle. But okay. what's important about what he said too in the genetic testing is that if we if but you look you, at that, yeah. sorry, that's okay. If you look at it, I think so many other fertility clinics are implanting two eggs, or you're going through multiple rounds mm-hmm. because they're not testing the eggs. Yeah. Right. And the truth is, if they had had genetic testing, you might have found out that it wasn't a viable embryo anyway. Mm-hmm. You have doctors who aren't looking at that, or patients who decide not to do the genetic testing when they implant. You're taking a risk. You don't know if your body's going to accept or reject. I had a patient that just recently came to me, and I, she said. The doctor only did genetic testing on two embryos, not the other two. And I said, why? She said, because they have a 28% chance of destruction of and destroying the embryo by doing genetic testing. So I said, they obviously do not know how to do a biopsy. Is it a turkey baster? Yeah, so I'm not sure what they're doing. But there are a lot of clinics that are not that good at doing the biopsy, so they're scared to do it. And I'm sorry, SCRC's motto is to genetically test a lot of embryos because we've had such phenomenal situations of older women that were able to just make one genetically normal embryo out of a chunk of them. And we're able to take that beautiful one, fix the uterus in every single beautiful way that we can and test it and then put it back in and have some great successes. That's what happened with me. Exactly what you just explained. So that's a perfect, perfect, perfect example. We had one. Yeah. We, we, yeah, out of my round, I mm-hmm. had 10 eggs and then uh, six six fertilized. And then I was like, this is great, da, da, da. And then we came back and only one was genetically sound. And that's the one that we got. That's the one we implanted. And that's the and So we in, did it in right. a lot of other clinics, mm-hmm. they would bring you back for six frozen embryo transfers, yep. put them back one at a time, yep. one at a time. And if your good one was number five, you would be getting pregnant on the fifth uh-huh. one. That's crazy. And that means you've wasted now all that time and money. money. And that's and what you could potentially me. have one implant and then have a miscarriage and exactly. then after then you fall like five months behind. See, but that's what frustrates me so much in this part, and I'm sorry I'm probably going way too into depth yeah. about this, but this part is so important to me and I really want everyone out there listening to hear this. Genetic testing is very expensive, yes. But I have to tell you, to save yourself a lot of heartache, a lot of pain, a lot of crap, I really, really, really recommend going through genetic testing because if you don't, like the doctor is saying, you are going to implant more than likely an embryo that isn't genetically sound and just through science, and this is why there's miscarriages, because technically or most of the time that something isn't genetically sound, it's not meant to 
to come to fruition. Like it's not, that's not meant to be a, a regular pregnancy. So your body just naturally discharges that. And that's why people have miscarriages. So why would you put yourself through that heartache? Why would you put through the going through getting, oh my God, I'm pregnant. Oh my God, this is so exciting. And then you're going to not keep the pregnancy anyways, because mm-hmm. it's not genetically sound. I mean, I've had so many of my friends go through this because they're like, oh, I don't want to spend the money. But then they have, are going through so much emotions after the fact of losing the baby or- well, And multiple rounds. And with, multiple that rounds. way more money than just having the dang thing tested. And that's what frustrates me is I think that, you know, doctors really do have a fiduciary responsibility to really let their patients understand that genetic testing how important it is and what the results might be if you don't genetically test and some people can't afford it and that's okay and they're still yeah. going to do it the way they need to do it it's but also something to save up for because yeah. it's important but mm-hmm. they need to just they need to be aware of the chances because i think people are just like oh yeah let's just do it around let's do it around let's do it around and they keep getting let down and it's just really disappointing for yeah. me to see people go through that is it weird to think that it was really sexy the way you said fiduciary responsibility <laughs> <laughs> Why, thank you, Dr. Smiley. (laughs) Thank you, doctor. (laughs) One of the last things, I've been waiting till the end because I I haven't looked into this. I haven't asked. I don't really want to know, but I know my listeners are going to want to know. What is the actual retrieval process? What am I about to go through Saturday morning? Piece of cake. It's going to be amazing. So the cake. Yeah, like how? Are you going to tell about the Velcro? Yeah. The Velcro. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) we actually use Velcro. What? Yeah. So I'll tell you exactly about the Velcro. Okay. We didn't, I don't know if you knew about it, but we yeah. do know. Um, so you're going to show up, and our nurses are going to lay you down in a comfortable bed. And do I gonna... fast the night before? Uh, yes. After midnight, you do not. Eat okay. Because the MPO. next day, it is. we don't want you, like, while you're under that sedation, to cough and, like, right. like your pancake flies into your lung. <laughs> right. We don't okay. want you to aspirate anything. Okay. So yeah. you just come, no food. Mm-hmm. Um, you show up. They start an IV. It just goes right into one of your veins. Mm-hmm. They give you some fluids, and when we're ready, the, the bed kind of rolls back into the operating room. They put you onto the main table. Mm-hmm. Um, then our anesthesiologist, and you've gotten some medication already in there to kind of relax you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when you go in there, you're totally relaxed. You get on the main bed. Our anesthesiologist starts to give you the real good stuff. Like, I'm talking real good. Yeah. Okay. And, and you're like, <laughs> they say count backwards from 10, and I go 10, and then I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I've only been put to sleep once, and it was when I got my wisdom teeth out 15 years ago. Oh, it's totally different So now. this is... I had to have colonoscopy because of a family uh, history of colon cancer. Yeah. And the only reason I look forward to it every five years is because, like, that's the I don't do drugs. So that is my yeah, that's, that's my go to. That's my go to. And propofol <laughs> is unbelievable. It's like the best nap you'll ever have. It is. It's you crazy. won't remember you or remember feel anything. anything. And the next thing you know, and I've had patients wake up. And are like, when are you going to do it? I'm like, you're done. Yeah. And they're like, no, come on, really? When are we doing it? It's the and I'm like, I swear to God, you're done. And they ever. don't, they don't remember or Nothing. feel anything and they're in the same exact place where they uh-huh. were beforehand interesting and you said this only takes like 15 to 20 minutes yeah not, not even not that no, oh not my even. god that's yeah. crazy no it takes about five to ten minutes um and we do have an alexa and they'll play any song you want for you while yeah. you're falling asleep yes yeah oh my god it's actually dancer. they make it really really easy and honestly the the recovery is not bad at all i mean sure there's cramping and that kind of stuff floating um, I don't, I don't remember bloating because so actually the bloating goes away a when, little bit. When the, the bloating goes away immediately and then when the eggs come out over the next couple of days, they usually refill with fluid and blood and lots of stuff and you feel a little bloated again for yeah. about a week or so. The more eggs you make, the longer is your yeah. post-retrieval bloatingness. Gotcha. If you make three eggs, the next day you feel great. Yeah. If you're making like 10 to 15 or 20 like that, it's going to take a little bit longer. Yeah. But when you lay down, they do put your legs up into a stirrup. Uh-huh. Thank you, Dr. Smiley. Yeah. Um, that's when <laughs> the vel- they have these special Velcro ties they put around your leg oh, okay. so your leg there doesn't fall out. Gotcha. That is so funny. How did you even know that? You weren't even the, in the room with me. He asked yes, to take some home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Were you playing? I was in the room. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was actually in the room with Dr. Suri. <laughs> were you really? The retrieval was – no, you weren't. Yeah. No, you were not. Oh, yeah. You um, – the retrieval – I mean, the retrieval is actually the easy part, honestly. Okay. Yeah. And then diet after. I was told to have a higher sodium and protein diet because then that goes to the fluid in so, the ovaries. Yeah, so this is the thing. You know how after you had, like, sushi – um, you uh-huh. get bloated, okay. like all that soy sauce. Afterwards, when your ovaries get kind of big and full of fluid, they start to leak fluid. We want you to have something a little salty 
or full of protein because protein and salty things pull the fluid back into your bloodstream oh, and it doesn't allow it to go from your ovaries into your pelvis and you get really bloated. So that's why we like you to have more protein and maybe like that's the time to have like a little bit of saltiness. Like chicken um, top ramen? I sure. didn't know yes. that. Nobody, yes. Oh. Ramen. You heard it here. Yeah. I can have ramen. I'm jealous. You can have ramen. Nobody told me that. And I'm a little, and I'm feeling like out of the, out of it right now because I really want sushi and I can't right now. Oh, yeah. It, but yeah. Okay. Well, I feel better going into the Saturday. I didn't really know what to expect. But I mean, totally I'm not, awesome. I'm not getting cut open. It's no, not, not, not at all. invasive so, in that sorry, way. Sorry. I forgot to say, when you fall asleep, the same ultrasound that they did all your ultrasounds on uh-huh. is going to place vaginally. This ultrasound has a tiny little hole for a needle on the side of it. There's mm. a needle that goes through, and that's the needle that sucks the eggs out one by one by one. Wow. But cool. nothing is cutting your body open. There's no stitches. No There's no either. cutting you, sewing you, nothing like that. Now, asking for a friend on um, Instagram, <laughs> how soon after the retrieval can you yeah. be sexually active? <laughs> I'm asking, asking for a friend. friend. <laughs> So after the eggs come out, we usually have you come back like two or three days later, mm-hmm. and we call that a hyperstimulation checkup. Yeah. So we come back, and as your as if your ovaries are back to normal that day, then we're good to go. Ninety nine point nine percent of people, their ovaries are not back to normal, right. and we usually tell them to take another week of break and then come back after that. So you can tell your friend that if she's lucky, a week later her ovaries may back may be back to normal. She can exercise and do anything she wants at home okay. in her bedroom. Um, <laughs> Or on the with on Velcro, the, with Velcro <laughs> kitchen counter. This group yeah. is a, a little out of my comfort zone here. So. <laughs> Public bathrooms bent over. Don't hate on the Velcro, doctor. Don't hate on the Velcro. Um, <laughs> it only stings for a second. I will. I will let her know. Thank you. And then um, just uh, two more questions that came in on Instagram. Oh, and then I just want to tell you something funny. So I've had some of my guy friends who just obviously have no idea about this. One of them asked if they were in my freezer he's like so are like the eggs in your freezer right now and then he's like wait so then do like they just like put them in and then the guy just like you know like comes inside you or like i'm like oh my god you guys like how do guys not understand Uh, but i know and then i had another one ask me why i was why i was laying eggs i'm like i'm not a chicken (laughs) i'm not laying eggs but we're so dense i just thought that was funny guys are like we're super dense yes we need to assess your group of friends yeah I know, right? They're really fun, though, because we've hung out with a lot I of them. I can imagine. We have a blast. <laughs> no serious conversations yeah, going on exactly. there. <laughs> um, okay, last two questions. At Yasev805 said, I got my tubes removed. What are my options to having another baby? So if you've had your tubes removed, the highway of the egg and the sperm to meet each other is gone. So mm-hmm. it's very simple. When you do IVF, we suction the eggs out with a needle. We put them in a Petri dish and fertilize them outside of the body. And through the vagina, we put them back into the uterus, into your cervix. So there's no tubes involved. So that person will have to do IVF, but can do extremely well. Awesome. That's yeah. really good to know. Yeah. And at simply underscore David underscore C wants to know what my best friend Adam thinks about freezing my eggs. And he is all about it. He was actually one of the people who convinced me to okay. just do this because I kept talking. about. It. He's like, stop talking about it. Just do it already. Like, you know, you're not going to regret doing this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when I had to come to the podcast today, I get a call from the office and they said I had to pick up another prescription because it's not just the one shot i need like a lupron and the pregnal and i was like uh i don't have time to go get that because we got to do this podcast so adam was so sweet and he went to the pharmacy and picked it up for me maybe he needs maybe he needs to come in and actually save his sperm that's a good you know that's yeah maybe i think he's one day we'll mix it i almost said baby batter but i think that's kind of a rude (laughs) inappropriate description good guy i like him yeah come in and save the baby baby batter can you see that's a campaign <laughs> well, thank you all We're so expand much. Our campaign before we do I that know, one. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Have you been thinking about saving your baby batter? Well, come to us. No pun intended. Oh my God. Oh. Hashtag, baby, Hashtag oh baby batter. <laughs> but seriously, thank you guys, especially in this weather. It never rains in Southern California. And this week it's rained every day. So thank you so much for being here. And um, yay, I'm about yay. to get triggered tonight. I'm excited. So the moral of the story is go freeze your eggs, people. Yes. And your That's sperm. Right. Do right. it. <laughs> freeze it. Yeah. All right. Um, I will be back next week and I'll let you guys know how the procedure went. Yay. Shenanigans. Bye. <laughs> thank you. Thanks for listening to Shenanigans. Download new episodes every Tuesday and subscribe on the Podcast One app at podcastone.com or at Apple Podcasts. 
And don't forget to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Looking fine and I got my girls with me. Uh, with the boys at the table getting tipsy. Miss me, kiss me one more time. Get over here, boy. I'm going to make you mine. General Hospital Steve Burton and Bradford Anderson have been playing buddies on screen for years, only to discover that their real-life dynamic is perhaps even more fun with guests from daytime TV, the entertainment industry, and beyond. No joking around. None allowed. We're a very serious show. Download That's Awesome every week on Podcast One or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.